amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hello and welcome along to the first episode of Eurotales. Every club and fan base in Europe has a story to tell and we aim to tell it. This week we are joined by three very special guests. We have Jeremy Magon who will discuss life for Marseille after Tudor. Jeremy is from the official Liga One podcast. We have Zach Lowry, the founder of of breaking the lines and European football expert he's going to divulge what players are going to emerge from the hotbed of Portuguese football this transfer window and then we are joined by Neil from the For the Love of Paul McGrath podcast and Aston Villa podcast Neil is endowed with European football knowledge he does scouting player analysis and Neil is going to discuss the transfer guru, Mochi, might actually be leaving Sevilla again and while he might bring to Aston Villa. Without further ado, let's get straight into it. So first stop is Liga 1 in France. Marseille finished third this year in Liga 1 behind Lens and PSG. Tudor, the former Verona manager, only arrived on French shores last summer. He implemented a gegenpress style of play and Marseille away from home were actually better than they were at home. What has happened is he has said he is out, he is leaving. Rumours have been rife for the last few weeks and maybe even months that Tudor was being eyed up by some big clubs in Italy. He did every press conference in France in Italian, sort of indicating that his heart might not be fully in Marseille. No club in France 
can create the fan culture and the noise that the Marseille horde generate. So what next? What is next for Marseille? It's a revolving managerial door. In the last few years, we've had Sampoli, we've had Andres Filiboras. Even a bit back, we have the book is sitting, Marcelo Bielsa. So there's been some big managers that have stepped into the Marseille door. But the man in the know is Jeremy Magal. He is a Marseille fan. He features on the official League One podcast and, of course, on several outlets in Canberra and Sydney too for the A-League and he features heavily on Breaking the Lines too. Over to you, Jeremy. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey, Liam. Thanks for having me. Well, look, I think it was, a, I guess, half a surprise to see Igor Tudor actually leaving Marseille because there was, a, you know, some rumours that maybe he was up to go to Juventus or, or anything like that. He said that he was a, I guess he nicely said that it was a personal choice, which makes uh, makes him look good, makes Marseille look good as well. But now for Marseille, what it means is that you know they have really days to find a coach. So the the rumor Gallardo is is welcome because it's a coach that has coached in you know environment that are probably as demanding as Marseille is, and that likes to play a football that will no doubt be loved at Marseille. And if if he's the one that ends up being the coach, that also words that maybe Alexis Sanchez would agree to go on and sign a, another contract because he's at the end of his contract at the end of June. Um, so, you know, as usual, I think we expect a pretty busy summer in Marseille. Of course, the faster they find the coach, the better. Marseille finished third in Ligue 1, so they have to play the uh, the playoff round and the preliminary round of the Champions League if they do get qualified for, for both. And, and then the season is going to start early and, and whoever the new coach is, and that's where it's probably important to have a guy like Gallardo, who used to coach at River Plate. Whoever the new coach is, is going to be judged very early, very quickly on his results. Because already, if you don't, you know, if you don't win those two rounds of the, the Champions League early on in the summer, well, you're going to have a bad start of life in Marseille. And we all know how things get in Marseille with the fans if you don't sort of meet success straight away. So it's going to be a, a complicated. Summer, I think whoever is the new coach is going to have to put things in place very quickly. Um, you know, sort of like analyze his his team very quickly and make choices with Pablo Longoria to get the the right players in as fast as possible to be able to get results early on. It's it's about the Champions League. It's also about the league. Uh, it seems to be. Uh, I think we are about to have a very interesting year in Ligue 1. Whatever happens in Paris Saint Germain, whether Mbappé stays or not, whoever the new coach is going to be um you know the league is only going to be 18 clubs now so there's i think a real chance that you know the tables might turn a little bit this season if paris goes into rebuilding mode with mark with monaco and lyon and and nice or lille not really being up there with lance probably you know gonna struggle a little bit to be able to to play as good in Ligue 1 and perform in champions league that's going to cost them a little bit of energy i think marseille has really have something to do this season and I think Pablo Longoria is aware of it and that's why he wants to have a coach as you know as good and as well regarded as a Marcelo Gallardo because he'll be able to resist the pressure he can already speak French he knows Ligue 1 so a coach like this would be ideal for everything that's happening right now in Marseille 
you know, again, ba back to back to Tudor for a second. I think he had a very successful year in Marseille. Of course, people will talk about how he lost to Tottenham and lost both the Champions League and the Europa League and how after beating Paris Saint-Germain in the um, French Cup, then they lost to second division Annecy, who's now even, you know, relegated to third division, uh, which was a shame and which was a, a real stain on his season. But besides that, he had, you know, the most points Marseille ever had in the 21st century. He played a football that was, you know, very entertaining. He had the velodrome full from the first to the last day, and, and not a lot of coach can you know be proud of having done that at Marseille. So I think he's done something very positive in Marseille. I think he also left sort of like very respectfully and in a way that didn't sort of hurt the club uh, and the reputation of Babylon Goya with the fans and the city. So he's really done well. I think in just one season, when you when you think that he was whistled and booed the, the first uh, the first few days that he was done in Marseille. So it's a shame that Marseille is losing him. It's a shame for the lack of, um, you know, continuity and, and the lack of uh, stability in the club. But if Pablo Longoria works as well as he's done until then, and if he gets a guy like Marcelo Gallardo, plus the, the recruits that go with him afterwards, I think we're probably in for a very interesting and hopefully, uh, you know, finger crossed, a, a positive summer for Marseille. Thank you, Jeremy. Jeremy, there's uh, links to his podcast for Breaking the Lines in the show notes. There is few men across Europe that know Liga on as much as he does. With PSG, as Jeremy alluded to, in a bit of flux, Mbappe being linked with moves away, Quattari money starting, well, rumoured to be going into Manchester United. PSG may be vulnerable next year, as Jeremy said. Lawns will have distractions. Now they're playing Champions League football and a lot of their players will be on super clubs' radars across Europe. Lawns, the nemesis to Marseille in many ways, are built on stability and gradual progression. Whereas Marseille, managers come and go but they are always up there. When you equate that they lost the likes of Saliba and Camara to the riches of the Premier League, Tudor did a mighty fine job getting them to play with that high-intensity press. It's just a shame he left when he did. I think he was really on the cusp of something. But Marseille, with the fan base they have and the potential, they're one of the biggest sleeping giants. Of course, the only French club that has ever won the Champions League as well. Well, we depart France now. We're having a look at Portugal and that man, Zach Lowry, the founder of Breaking the Lines. He is an absolute superstar. He features regularly in talk sport and several other outlets. Players emerge from Portugal, end up at super clubs around Europe, but often they have to take a stepping stone. What Zach is going to do for us here is shine the light on the players that have shined in the Premier League this season. Keep them if you play FIFA or football manager, you want these on the radar. And if you're a Wolves fan, I'd be very intrigued who some of these guys are. Wolves seem to attract Portuguese players, given their links with Mendes. So we're over to Zach. You're listening to Eurotales, where European football stories are explored one at a time. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. The Primeira Liga has always been a hub of young, talented players 
uh, who are making the move to Europe's bigger league. So I expect uh, plenty of players to be leaving Portugal and making a move uh, to Europe's major leagues this season. Manuel Ugarte of Sporting is all the rage. Uh, Porto's goalkeeper Diogo Costa certainly going to be off this summer. Uh, could potentially see Benfica's Gonzalo Ramos getting a move. But I do think that there's plenty of talent uh, to be exploited in in mid-table clubs, uh, in bottom-half clubs throughout the Portuguese league. I think that starting off, you look at a club like Gil Vicente, um, they finished fifth uh, in, in 21-22, uh, and and have suffered a drastic decline, but never really fought the threat of relegation due to two individuals, and those are Fran Navarro and Andrew Ventura. Uh, Fran Navarro, he scored 16 goals last season, followed that up with 17 goals, pretty much a one-man attack for Jill. Really impressive Spanish center forward, who I think provides a lot of value for money. There were some rumors uh, that that Porto were going to make a move for him this summer. No confirmation on that, but he's a very good striker, and he's already uh, Jill's top scorer in the Primera Liga, and uh, I would certainly expect him to to make a move. Another player who I can see making a move from Barcelos is Andro, Andrew Ventura, um, just been a fantastic goalkeeper for the Gilistas this season. Some brilliant reaction saves has has really shown up in so many big matches, keeping Jill in it. Um, we saw this in in Jill's two one win at the Dragao. So you know, I think that this is somebody who each of Portugal's big three teams will be looking at, given the fact that Porto. Uh, given the fact that Porto will probably need to find a replacement for Diogo Costa, and given the fact that both Antonio Adan and Odysseus Vlacadimos have been quite underwhelming and and they could use an upgrade. So can definitely see those two making a move, following in the footsteps of, of Samuelino, Pedrinho, as uh, the, the latest drill players to make a move. Another player who I'm really keen on is Ivan Jaime. Um, Famalicao snapped him up from Malaga uh, a, f- a few years back, and um, you know he ca- he came onto the scene Im- almost immediately. Struggled with injuries a bit, but uh, came back this season and has just been an absolute joy to watch for Famalicao, who, uh, as usual, started the season. Uh, fighting uh, fighting relegation, but eventually turned it around uh, following a mid-season coaching appointment and uh, found themselves just a few seconds away from, from the Taça de Portugal final, found themselves in the upper half. Ivan Jaime, he's just an absolute joy to watch. He's somebody who can play as an attacking midfielder, who can play as a wide playmaker, um, you know, so quick in terms of in terms of bursting forward, has a great weighted pass. Um, just a really brilliant, technically gifted uh, player. And I think that after Pedro Gonçalves, after Manuel Ugarte, I would certainly expect uh, the Spaniard to be the next player to make a move from from Famalicão. Uh, so many players who are worth mentioning. I think an, another player 
um, who I recently interviewed for, for my website, Breaking Lines, that could definitely be set for a move is uh, Tiago Santos. Tiago, uh, he, he, you know, has, has spent some time at uh, Sporting's Academy as well as other lower level clubs, uh, came to Estoril in 2021, spent some time in the Liga Helvelasau, but uh, this season was promoted to the first team. It was expected that sporting loanee Gonzalo Estevez was going to uh was going to start after arriving, but uh Gonzalo was sent off in his second game um at at Estorio. Uh Thiago started the next game, grabbed an assist and really never relinquished that starting spot. So yeah, he's a really impressive right back, so comfortable bursting forward and uh and whipping in across and he uh actually got himself a brace of assists in Estoril's final match of the Primera season um so yeah he's he's just a very technically gifted attack-minded right back um I know that Benfica they they need somebody who's going to replace Gilberto and challenge uh Alexander Ba for the right back spot and I know that they've been linked with him but sporting as well, they, they need a uh, they need a right wing back. Potentially, they could try to bring him back to the Alvalade. Um, he's somebody who's going to have a lot of interest, I think, potentially in the region of five million euros. Um, and yeah, Estoril have done a very good job of producing young players and exporting them uh, to other clubs. We've seen that with Arthur Gomes now at Sporting, seen that with Toti Gomes and Chiquinho now at Wolves, as well as Andre Franco at Porto. So I definitely think that Thiago Santos could get a move this summer. Um, so many more players that I've forgotten to mention, such as Philippe Hilvish on Portimonense, such as Guga and Hriouav, but uh, I definitely think there's going to be a lot of promising young players who, who will be getting moves this summer. Thank you, Zach. As you can see, he has an absolute wealth of football knowledge. Zach is one of the most professional and tour analysts I know that covers the European game. And I'm absolutely blessed that he's come on the first episode of Eurotales. Portugal is an absolute superpower both on the international stage and the club setting they regularly produce talented managers and players and because of the fertile grounds that has what has made this super agent in mendes but the premier league as you can see is littered with portuguese talent just who might be next to emerge we will see zach has highlighted many of them there absolute pleasure zach hope to have you on the show again in the future so now we're going to take our eyes to the premier league but also to spain to an intriguing story where the transfer guru or wizard known as monchi who has been a cornerstone of sevilla for as long as i can remember and their europa league reign of terror where they just keep winning that competition Monchi is rumoured to be on the cusp of joining Aston Villa and we have one of the men in all of the world that has Aston Villa close to his heart. It's so close to his heart that he named a podcast after Paul McGrath who Aston Villa fans call God. Aston Villa have a massive 
Irish following, mainly down to the fact that in the 90s, almost half the International Republic of Ireland team applied their trade in B6 with Aston Villa. Neil does fantastic European scouting analysis of players, and we have the link to his podcast there. But Neil is going to discuss just what Monchi and this potential reunion with Unai Emery will bring to Aston Villa. It is a very exciting time. During the week, Aston Villa announced CEO Christian Purslow while stepping down. He's resigned from his position where Villa are sort of going with a more European structure off the pitch and in their scouting department. Intriguing indeed. Monchi is the man. Over to you, Neil. Thanks so much for joining us. Hello, everybody. This is Neil from For the Love of Pomegranate Aston Villa podcast. And um, I just really wanted to say how delighted I am about the potential of Manchi coming to join our club, to join the new revitalized, revolutionized, whatever word you want to use for it, um, Aston Villa in 2023, 2024. Um, one of the big reasons that I'm excited about Manchi coming in is uh, his pedigree that he's brought from Sevilla. Uh, being able to work within work and build, should I say, a structure uh, within that football club. But the biggest reason that I'm I'm impressed with Manchi and that I'm excited about him coming in is his working relationship with Unai Emery. It's something that can't be bought. It's something that can't be overestimated or underestimated in in any way, shape, or form. But these guys have had success together. So the ability to be able to come into Aston Villa Football Club work within the, the existing structure has been given license to create, adapt and to grow the, the existing structures that are there along with the, the scouting department, Johan Lange and uh, also working with the new Niamhry will allow us to hit the ground running, I suppose, when he comes in. And one of the biggest fears about bringing a sporting director is that there's going to be tension. There's going to be interference, that there's going to be um, friction between the two people. We're taking that variability out of this relationship, considering that these two people have had massive success together with the European, uh, the Europa League trophies and so on and so forth within within La Liga. Um, another reason why I'm excited about Manchi coming in is he's very much a data-driven guy. He built a data and a scouting network within Sevilla. Some really good reports uh, out there that he values data very highly. I'm working alongside our current recruitment team in Rob McKenzie and Johan Langham within Aston Villa. They are very much data-driven as well. And, and obviously, you've got you know Rob McKenzie in there who's going to have your traditional scouting methods uh, along with the traditional scouts that are there. But Monchi relies on a team with regards to uh, bringing together data, with regards to having a full picture about what can and can't be done with a certain player, where he performs well in certain areas, the GPS data, so on and so forth. So he's very much uh, a, a director of football that's going to come in here, that's going to be working at it from the point of view of being an ex-footballer, understanding the game and not really being a financial or an administrative uh, person coming from the financial or the administrative side, like we see an awful lot of sporting directors on the continent would be as well. He obviously can do that, being able to negotiate sales, being able to negotiate uh, transfers coming in. That is a skill in itself, and he's proven very, very adept at that. But most of all, I think the biggest reason that I am absolutely glowing, or I would be glowing with the fact that Manchi comes in, is these three reasons. Number one, that he is able to work within a structure of uh, having a scouting department and, and, and working within... Uh, the the type of structure that Aston Villa are going to now try and, and implement. Number two, 
the under the the um, silver bullet of being able to work with Unai Emery, having a pro- previous working relationship, and number three, the fact that he relies on all methods of scouting, all meta of da- methods of data um, collection prior to making any decisions, is another reason why I am delighted that Manchi is coming in. So uh, hopefully this deal comes through. Hopefully this deal comes off, and uh, hopefully he brings the success that he's brought to Sevilla to Aston Villa. And uh, I will be smiling from ear to ear if that is the case. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you so much, Neil. As you can tell there, Neil is an absolute treasure trove of knowledge, both in Villa circles and outside them. He features on several Villa outlets and podcasts. His scowling analysis is next to none. And a link to all today's guests, including Neil's Twitter handles, are in the show notes. Give them a follow. They will spoil your mind with the football knowledge and coverage that they give for free all on social media in Twitter. Their fantastic content. That's all we've got time for. Please. Please share the show. We're a brand new show. We're just starting now. We're going to cover European football clubs in the lower leagues in England too. Stories that emerge and some corners of the European football game that doesn't get much spotlight. We're going to go down to League One, League Two, even the National League and across Europe, giving you knowledge of the game that you may not hear about in some of the mainstream outlets. But thanks so much. Give us a follow on Twitter's at... Euro Tales Pod. Thanks so much. Until next time, be well. Thanks for listening. Don't miss us between episodes. Simply follow our socials, links in the show notes, or simply search at Euro Tales Pod on Twitter. Network. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com.